0: Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. Hell, even R.J. Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped, and if you recall that pink suit he wore on draft night earlier this year, yeah, that was Indochino, and pretty much everything that he's worn in the tunnel walk into the locker room before games this season, has also been Indochino. Their process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in just two weeks. You can also get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom, or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. It's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. BLUEWIRE The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! chargers select derwin james and it's intercepted at the 35 yard line derwin james welcome everybody to this week's edition of the powder blue review this is episode 34 of this podcast so as always thank you guys so much for the love and support it is so greatly appreciated i am your host michael peterson if you guys want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter at ZoneTracks, that's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. The podcast also has its own Twitter handle at P-B-Review Podcast. And if you guys have never checked out BoltsFromTheBlue.com, I am the deputy manager over there. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Indochino Custom Menswear, Harry's Razors, and Roman. And uh, guys, man... You know, that was fun while it lasted. That was fun while it lasted. You know, they had the uh, the two-game winning streak, first back-to-back wins all season, dramatic finish to the Bears game, big upset over the 7-1 Packers at the time, 26-11. to It was all great. The team looked different, you know? Uh, Shane Steichen took over for offensive coordinator Ken Wizenhunt after he was fired following the Chicago Bears game. Um... And yes, the team looked different. There seems to be more rhythm in the offense. The defense is honestly stepping up quite a bit more than they have in some previous games. Everything's looking good. And unfortunately, in this game against the Oakland Raiders, the Chargers kind of fell back to their old losing ways. And specifically, the way they've been losing most of their games this season has been coming out super flat in the first quarter, Uh, mostly either turning the ball over real quick, allowing quick scores. And essentially finding themselves down um, multiple scores within the first, what, like five, ten minutes of the game. And, you know, it goes back to the Denver Broncos game, down 14-0 in the first quarter. I believe they were down 10-0 in the first quarter of the Pittsburgh game. And this game they were down 10-0 after a pair of interceptions from Phillip Rivers to start the game, both to Eric Harris, including one that was taken back for a pick six. So the Chargers started out 10-0 in this one, and uh, unfortunately, they never could surmount it. They actually did. No, they came back to take the league, I think, twice, two separate occasions, and unfortunately, they just couldn't finish it out. They couldn't finish it out at the end. Um, But we're getting kind of into the preview a little bit, Uh, but you know, show rundown, essentially, is kind of what we're doing right now, just kind of recapping what we saw in the LAC-Oakland game, trying to make sense of it all, trying to feel a little bit better. I wish I could have given you guys, you know, some immediate reaction to the game. But just with the way it ended, how it went kind of right back, you know, finally took. it felt like we took a couple steps forward but took twice as many steps back, right? Um, the fact that they let up a huge run at the end of the game to allow the win, you know, just could have just stopped them, kicked them a field goal. Would have had a much higher chance of potentially winning this game. But no, they literally just shot down their leg and uh, allowed an 18-yard touchdown run by Josh Jacobs. And I I really just couldn't find the energy to come up and and speak to you guys about the game right away. I kind of wanted to enjoy the weekend, college football and NFL Sunday, and kind of get you guys something for Monday morning, hence why I'm recording this um, right now on on Sunday. And to be totally honest, it hasn't been that great of a weekend. Uh, My Iowa Hawkeyes lost a close one to the University of Wisconsin. Chargers obviously already lost. My fantasy hopes and dreams have been crushed repeatedly due to bad luck, bad tinkering, players being hurt. Uh, it just hasn't been my season for a lot of this stuff, man. So uh, it's so tough trying to find a silver lining. But obviously we're going to do this a uh, little bit of a recap of the game. And as we always do, my weekly surge or static players of the week is how we kind of round this thing out. So uh, since we've been talking about, let's just kind of get into uh, the game then. So looking at the stats here um, on paper, uh, things kind of looked good for the Chargers defense and offense, uh, but obviously that didn't translate into a victory this week. Philip Rivers finished 17 of 31 for 207 yards, two touchdowns, and a trio of interceptions, including an interception to seal the game for the Raiders on the final play of the game. Melvin Gordon had his best game rushing since he returned to the Chargers: 22 carries for 108 yards, two touchdowns. Also added a catch for 25 yards. Austin Eckler just six carries for 19 yards, but had two touches, or excuse me, two catches through the air, uh, 29 yards and a touchdown. Uh, there as well. Keenan Allen, eight catches for 68 yards. Saw the most volume for a pass catcher in this game. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't turn it into a lot of yards, and still has not found the end zone since week three. Mike Williams, just two catches for 55 yards. Again, kind of what he's been: two or three catches, um, maybe one big catch in there to make the the yardage look better, but uh, still hasn't found the end zone at all this season. He's actually second in the NFL with, I believe, I want to say 56 total targets this entire season and zero um, touchdowns. So he's the second most targeted pass catcher or player in general in the NFL uh, without a single touchdown. That's tough. Hunter Henry, though, still as reliable as ever. He started hot in this one. He ended up with four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown, and I believe three of those catches and that score were in the first half. I believe he only had one catch and one target following um, the half and uh you know that's kind of something that's questionable as well why wouldn't hunter henry your essentially most consistent option in the passing game not see more looks in a game that you guys kind of needed to put away more uh than they did you know if they were probably up you know one more drive into the score you know maybe this one still was eked out by the chargers but they couldn't i don't know in a game where they needed to extend some drives keep the chains moving um hunter henry was an afterthought in the second half that's uh pretty much for sure. Looking at the defensive side of the ball in this game, Joey Bosa kind of kind of came back down to earth. Unfortunately, in this one, they sent a lot of help to their offensive tackles, chipping, double teaming Joey Bosa. Uh, He only finished this game with two tackles, did have a tackle for loss, however, but because of their game plan to limit Bosa, Melvin Ingram kind of had his best game of the season. In this one, he had seven total tackles. I believe it was third on the team. He did have two sacks, two tackles for loss, a pass defended, and two QB hits. So Ingram essentially uh, stuffed the stat sheet in this one, did his best to limit the Oakland Raiders, try to win this game for his team, and quite frankly, that's the most we can really ask of him, right? He did his job, and it was up to everyone else to do the same. Thomas Davis was second on the team with 11 total tackles, nothing else to be said there. Drew Tranquil played a 100%. 100% of the snaps on defense in this one. Finished tied for a game-high 14 total tackles. And uh, no tackles for loss, no sacks, no splash plays, unfortunately, for the rookie. Desmond King finished with four tackles, one tackle for loss. And Echenna Nwosu, two tackles, and had the other sack for the Chargers that wasn't on Melvin Ingram. So the team had three sacks, two for Melvin Ingram, that third with Echenna Nwosu. On the Raiders' side of the ball, Derek Carr didn't have to do too much in this one. He just kind of had to, you know, keep drives moving. He finished 21 of 31 for 218 yards and a single touchdown. Josh Jacobs, 16 carries for 71 yards and the game-winning score. Jalen Rashard, two carries for zero yards, but was the leading receiver for the Raiders, four catches for 43 yards. Ricky Hunter Renfro out of Clemson University, four catches for 42 yards. He's kind of finding much more of a niche in that offense, definitely becoming uh, more of a consistent, trustworthy option in the Raiders passing game. Tyrell Williams, the former Charger, you know, enjoyed a revenge game victory. This is the second revenge game that a former Charger has been able to accomplish. Uh, The first one was um, against the Houston Texans, uh, former safety Jaleel Adai, got the win in that one. Tyrell gets the win in this one, but he didn't really do too much um, on paper either, just three catches for 25 yards. And then tight end Darren Waller, who's been especially dangerous as of late, just three catches for 40 yards defensively um whitehead to hear whitehead for the raiders ha- tied uh, drew tranquil for a game high 14 tackles one tackle for loss for him Clellan farrell now this was super frustrating because i've talked before that the chargers allow players or teams in general to reverse course on like negative uh, history up to this point cleland farrell had i believe less than 10 tackles and only a single sack so far this entire season through the first nine weeks well Farrell ended this game with eight total tackles and two and a half sacks. So in this one, he almost doubled his tackle amount and he almost tripled his total sacks in the season. You know, that's that's it. That's the stat. That's just a fact. Um, it's just insane how often this keeps happening uh, against the Chargers, man. It's it really is something else. Of all the all the crazy, I can't believe it, unfathomable things that consistently happen to the Chargers. This is just another one of those things, unfortunately. Lamarcus Joyner, uh, great, great veteran safety for the Raiders. Seven total tackles in this one. Benson Mayoa, a guy that you know you've probably just heard his name, but haven't heard much about him. Uh, so essentially a no-name guy. Three total tackles. Had one and a half sacks on Philip Rivers. Uh, Max Crosby and uh, uh, Hurst. A defensive tackle and defensive end for the Raiders both had a half a sack and then Eric Harris he's got a great story a great story a bunch of torn knees um, spent time in the CFL uh, you know finally making it in the NFL two total tackles but I did have two interceptions in this one including that pick six to really break things open early for the Oakland Raiders humans have been shaving for thousands of years and the secret to a great shave It hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. You know, I've actually gotten Harry's, I've gotten the, Shaving gel is my personal thing. Um, I went out and tried. turns out you can find those things at Target. I thought it was just kind of an online brand. Well, they're readily available and their products are nicely placed on Target shelves. So if you guys want to go ahead and give that a shot and don't worry about even having to worry about it online, you can do that. Harry's is actually a return to the essential. It's a quality, durable blades at a fair price. It's just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for, I think, over a century. And it means that you get an incredibly high quality blade at a factory direct price. It's just super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule, with or without a subscription. And there's no risk for you to try them out whatsoever. If you don't love your shave, just let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of this show can actually redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Just get to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better right now. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or Blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, you know, it's it's just been such a long day and, and sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. And, you know, if you're someone like me, then you just work long hours on top of podcasting, on top of writing, on top of watching film. And and unfortunately, sometimes it's just not right. You just don't feel right. And uh, it's kind of something that if you don't want to give it your if you can't or feel like you can't give it your all, then you just don't want to do it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is also simple. Just get to roman.com bluewire and complete an online visit Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, and now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today, connect with a doctor, and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. This week's edition of Surge or Static was actually a little bit easier than expected following a loss, and that's because there was actually a decent amount of silver linings in this one, still plenty of positives to take from it, because there was a part between the first and final whistle against the Raiders that the Chargers kind of looked like that team that showed up from start to finish against the Green Bay Packers. Now, your three players that surged in this one, number one being outside linebacker Melvin Ingram. Now, finally, getting out from the shadow of Joey Bosa's recent dominance—dominance, excuse me—Ingram broke out and had his best game of the 2019 season with a pair of sacks that helped the Chargers crawl back from an early deficit. Now, Ingram looked revitalized, and the extra help that the Raiders were sending to chip on Joey seemed to free him up to wreak havoc in the Raiders' backfield. And this one, he finished with a game high—excuse me, just with a season high seven tackles two tackles for loss, and two sacks with a pass deflection and a pair of QB hits. The second player uh, that surged against the Raiders is the other Melvin, this one being running back Melvin Gordon. Gordon put together his best performance of the season following his breakout performance of 2019 last week against the Packers. He went over 100 rushing yards the first time this season, finishing with 108 total yards and two scores on the ground with a single catch for 25 yards. The fifth year back looked much more like his 2018 form, seemingly getting stronger and more explosive as the game wore on. He averaged 4.9 yards per carry, obviously a season high, and that helped the Chargers consistently move the ball down the field and win the time of possession battle by almost 10 minutes. The Chargers continue to drop more games than win them, since Gordon has returned to the lineup, but with his recent play, I think the blame for these losses is, is definitely getting shifted onto all the other variables that could potentially be um, at fault. Thirdly, we have Titan Hunter Henry. Now he had an impact on this game from the very beginning. He helped move the chains and was essentially the catalyst to the Chargers early comeback to take a 14 to 10 lead in the second quarter after he caught the team's first touchdown of the night. However, Henry was a non-factor in the second half, finishing with just four catches for 30 yards and the score. And I'm not sure why he wasn't utilized more in this one, especially when the Chargers could have benefited from keeping a drive or two alive in order to limit the Raiders' time to mount their own comeback. And overall, Henry has been an instant catalyst for this offense in general since his return, and if they can get you know more consistent play from another pass catcher that isn't Austin Eckler, uh, this offense could finally start winning games instead of simply keeping the team in the fight. They could finally maybe start pulling away instead of finding themselves again in this situation of down a score, up a score with less than two minutes left. For static, we have, unfortunately, and I think this might be, I don't know if this is uh, multiple times in a row, but I've got rivers here. I've got rivers here. And the thing is this season, has been another one of Rivers' more like up-and-down years. A week after he pitched an efficient game and led the Chargers over the Green Bay Packers, he came out against the Raiders and tossed a trio of interceptions. Although one was due to Hunter Henry slipping on the grass, losing his feet, the other two were, to me, inexcusable. The first interception was a pass that sailed over the head of a wide-open Keenan Allen during the team's first drive. His third and final turnover was the last play of the game where he chucked a ball to receiver in uh, double coverage near the right sideline and it inevitably was picked off by safety Carl Joseph. But here's where everything kind of starts to get jumbled up and, and where I get lost. Rivers' decision-making and execution on the final drive of the game was historically bad. And according to ESPN's Ed Werder, just listen to this fact. Philip Rivers... Became the first player to go 0 for 7 or worse, passing on the final drive of a game in the last 40 seasons. So, remember when I said that the Chargers don't, when they lose, they lose historically? So, this kind of goes with it. After going four games straight, first time in the Super Bowl era that a team rushed for less than four yards in four straight games, in this one, Rivers became the first player in 40 years to go 0 for 7 or less, he went 0 for 8 actually, on the final drive. The team lost this game, they had over a minute to go, to go down and potentially win this one, and the time ticked away with all three of the Chargers timeouts still available. I went back and watched this drive. He just, like it wasn't just like he was trying to force it, they were bad throws. It wasn't even like, you know, it was a good ball and tight coverage. It was, they were bad. They were uncatchable passes. And, oh my God. I mean, of course it was the Chargers, right? Of course it was the Chargers. Of course it was the same team that couldn't rush for more than 40 yards in four straight games. They're, good golly. At what point do we, and don't get me wrong, I love Rivers. I think he's done so good, so much good, so much positive. That I don't know what he could do negatively that could, you know, cause them to bench him, to run him out of town or or anything like that. But at what point do we really start holding Rivers responsible for playing this type of frantic, erratic football in situations that require him to be the most poised, under-control player on the field? At what point do all the things he's done for this franchise kind of start to melt away and leave his current play line bare on the table for all of us to judge? I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy to me how uh, a player can play pretty much an entire game head on straight, making the right decisions, doing what he can to maybe overcome other variables that he can't control. And then when the team needs him the most, when he has all the experience in the world compared to the majority of the quarterbacks in the league. He can't seem to just put it together, slightly. I mean, he didn't. He looked like a rookie out there on that final drive. A rookie may have done better. I don't know. It's. I'm sure you're all just as frustrated as I am, and this was a tough one. It was a tough one to swallow, especially against a divisional opponent, especially in the last game at the Oakland Coliseum. One more time to stick it to the Raiders in their home. The Chargers couldn't do it. And we, for the rest of our lives, will have to swallow it. Have to accept it. Goodness. All right. Finishing up, I only have two on static this week. I really couldn't think of anyone uh, who really played that bad who deserved it, and I didn't want to nitpick and force players into this place. So I just got Trent Scott again. He's just bad, plain and simple. Uh, the guy can't stop a nosebleed, nonetheless an above-average pass rusher. And in a game that featured one of the worst group of edge rushers in the entire league, the Chargers allowed a rookie defensive end to triple a sack total from the entire year up to this point and let Rivers get taken down five times. For a guy who has an immense amount of playing time, you know, compared to uh, Trey Pipkins, who had to play the majority of the snaps on the other side due to Russell O'Connor's groin injury, uh, he hasn't shown pretty much any development and progression needed to, at least to me, stick with the team. Honestly, I just... Expect the Chargers to go heavy on the offensive line in next year's draft, especially at the offensive tackle spot where I think the first round pick definitely needs to be that offensive tackle. And that about wraps things up for today's show, guys. Um, Once again, really do appreciate you guys coming back every week, even after this team does what they do. Maybe makes you feel they don't deserve your love, your respect, your eyes every single Sunday or Thursday or Monday or whenever they're playing. I appreciate it. Um, the best thing to do when you're suffering is is to suffer together because uh, misery loves company, as we all know. Um, can't thank you guys enough. As always, follow me on Twitter at zone track z o n e t r a c k s. Follow the podcast handle at pb review podcast. Go to Bulls from the Blue. Let's start a conversation. Check out some of the stuff, cool stuff we got going on over there. Um, but as always, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, looking forward to the second episode of this week where we will preview Monday, next Monday night's um, matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs at Mexico City at Estadio Azteca. It's going to be a great, great time. Atmosphere is going to be wild. And no matter what happens in that game, um, hopefully we just get to watch some good football. So um, as always, I'm your host, Michael Peterson, and I will see you guys later this week.